betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means? Oh, I do. I have a good idea. That means the boys are at opening day for the Albuquerque guys. So let's go. Let's freaking go. Oh, man. We are at the ballpark, boys. Can you see it? I can see it. Can you smell it? Ooh. Yes. Can you feel it? Ooh. Oh, I can feel it. It's windy. Yeah, you can taste it. Gonna, gonna experience it in all the different ways it can be experienced. We're talking about opening day baseball at Isotopes Park. Let's go. Let's go, boys. Yeah. Isotopes at home today hosting the Bees. We'll give you full game breakdown at some point. Won't be this point. There's other sports to talk about. We've got a bunch of fun guests today, including general manager of the Albuquerque Isotopes. That's John Traub. What a dude. Join us at 430. Uh, here's a fun baseball one. Ready, boys? A player to be named later will be joining us at 5.15. Sweet. We're excited. <laughs> Very excited about that. And then finally at 6 o'clock to wrap up our broadcast, the voice of the Albuquerque Astros, that's one Josh Sushan, who um, you boys wore black. Did you wear black today? Are you in mourning with Josh? Well, he's not. He wore black and red. Yeah. Uh, San Diego State. How could you not be proud of your dudes? I mean, those losers? Uh, well. You weren't... At the beginning of the year, 70 to 1 odds yeah, to make it that far? That's correct. Hey, they're going to put some banners up in the rafters. Yes. For what? Showing up? Final yeah. four. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. National championship runners up. That's a big that's, deal. Mm-hmm. Do you put them all? Do you do like final four, elite eight, and sweet 16? So I guess if you're this team and you're logic, sure. Yeah. Here's what I would put up. Losers. Yep. Wow. <laughs> oh, here, look. When- Sad face emoji. That's what I'd put up. Well, let's talk. We talk about this on the program all the time. Yeah. Lobo fan is like, I just want to get them to the Sweet 16. We've never been to the Sweet 16 before. That one's better than the 32. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mountain West Conference team has never made it to the Elite Eight, has never made it to the Final Four, has never made it to the championship game. Those are all successes. Good for them. Congratulations. You could be proud of that. They're really good at getting right there and losing. I don't think they're really good at it. This is their first time. Their first time. (laughs) Chris Burnett, this is your first opening day at Isotopes Park. Welcome, brother. Let's go on that. It's going to be a good one for us. It is um, baseball weather. Is that how you guys would describe it? Baseball Uh, weather? Maybe maybe October World Series weather. This is a little baseball weather out here today. The sun is out, though. If you're in it, you're you're absolutely comfortable. A little bit of a breeze out here, though, so the ball is going to fly tonight. So, look for a high-scoring affair on an opening night. But don't worry, boys, because if you are cold, if you are a little chillers whenever you show up, first 2,000 fans, you know what they get, Van? I do know. A little fleece plushy blanket boy. A little fleecy plushy blanket boy. Well, I mean, let's let's be honest here. Let's be honest. No, that's not the same. Stop that. 1,997 blankets are going to be given oh, away tonight. Yeah, that's a good point. Because the boys got the first three. Yeah. Correct. There we go on that. Now, Tyler does not get one. Oh, Tyler maybe. needs one. Okay, never mind. We're back. Tyler can have mine. Oh, hold on. I said oh. maybe. <laughs> I got a guy. I, I got said, a blanket guy. I said maybe. You want a blanket? I'll get you a blanket. He's a blanket by 3 o'clock. <laughs> Take a blanket. <laughs> hey, you if you're, you're, you're going to bring your family today and you're going to sit out in the berm, mm-hmm. get ready to get some souvenirs. Oh, uh, yes. Because that wind is blowing directly out to right field. It is, it is whizzing out there. It's a so, whizzing wind. 
dress warm, bring a cuddly little blankie, uh -huh. and then give your kid the new blanket that you just got tonight when you showed up one of the first 1,997 people. You, you think there's going to be people going, you know, if it wasn't windy, that would have been a home run. A lot of that today. No, no. If it, Because it's slightly windy, they'll be like, oh, that wouldn't have been a home run in any other condition. Oh. There will be lots of home runs tonight. Interesting. This wind van is so brutal it could kill the Wicked Witch of the East. Yeah. Oh, it's not that bad. It's you're, not that bad. You're so soft. I know. I just have 2,000 thread count. Yeah, shit, 2,000 thread count, more like it. Ooh, I like oh, that. Hello. That's a super good one on my my Egyptian sheets. My, <laughs> my swans. American only, baby. That's, that's how that would I be do. funny if he's like, I don't need your blanket. I brought my Egyptian sheets. Yes. <laughs> so very warm. And my 2,000 thread county Egyptian sheets out here at the ballpark. National Championship basketball game last night was the jam last night. We watched it at Howie Sports page with a bunch of friends of the show. So thank you to all of they who came and joined with us. That was a lot of fun. The part to me that was the part, boys, is if San Diego State would have played the second half in the first half, it would have been a different second half because they came out so dang flat. UConn was surprised they weren't up by a 30 bomb, and then they just coasted their way out in this thing. If it had been within a couple scores at the half, it might have been a different game. It wasn't that game for San Diego State. The lights were too bright. The stage was too big. The audience was too large. Heads up, it was kind of a really small audience. Yeah. That just heads up. Just, uh, uh -huh. No one really cared. Too many nerves. Huh? I, I didn't see the Nielsen ratings yet, but second half, San Diego State crept back in, made it interesting. Kind they, of. They were down six at one point, and then UConn went on a late run and kind of just, like, took all the drama out of it. Kind of. And, oh, by the way, apologies out there, friends of the show, loyal listeners. I hope you gambled responsibly mm -hmm. because I told you to take San Diego State plus seven and a half and then take the under and uh, sorry, Ooh. neither of those things happened. I said the other way. Yes, so, you did. Some people lost houses today. Here's the thing, Fred. <laughs> Nobody listens to your projections. No one takes your picks. They just immediately disregard anything you say. You have a rich history of being exactly wrong on this program, and the friends of the show know that already. So that's why I sent my sincerest apologies and you can just bask in the glow of being right once. That's <laughs> <laughs> all it takes, though, right? The women's game got nearly 10 million viewers. The men's national championship game only pulled 11-3. Ooh. The Caitlin Clark effect, yeah. baby. Hey, she, she, I am telling you. You see her today? Yeah. Yeah, she says, hey, leave my girl alone over there. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a the, bad dude. That's the right answer. That's the right answer. Yeah. She said, no one talk about Angel no more. Yeah. Thank you. Like, nothing against her. I'm all about her. She got me. I'm going to get her next time. Yeah, I'm exactly. Paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. Sure. I mean, that's the attitude you got to have. If you're Absolutely. a competitor, if you're a winner, if you're a stone-cold, ice-in-your-veins killer if you're going like Caitlin to, Clark, if you're going that's the what you distance, do. You keep it all inside. You use that as motivation. For speed. You mix motivation and dedication. You put that work in, and you go out, you get them next year. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought you were about to do a Ray Lewis thing just now. Who could protect this house? <laughs> it's not her house. No. The White House is LSU's house, though. That's what it is. That's what's up now. Maybe they said they wanted uh, both of them to come. That was stupid. Yeah, they that took was that stupid. back. They resent. Oh, they that. did. Yeah. yeah, they did. The uh, yeah, they were like uh, the White House was like, listen, we were just we were just happy everyone was here. Yeah. We, we didn't mean that. We're excited to bring in LSU. Wait, we're hold on. 
the White House made a statement yeah. and then went back on what okay. they previously said? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, what's today's date? This is the first time that's ever happened. Right. Like, psych, <laughs> just kidding. Harris was like, uh, Harris was like, no, LSU's good enough. That's We don't need them both. That's fine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, count it. The winner gets to go get a tour and all the – even though Caitlin Clark, let's – Let's be honest here. She is the bump. Let's be honest. She is the vibe. She is what got all this attention to the women's Final Four and the women's championship. Oh, that's 100% oh, yeah. true. So she'll get all the credit that she deserves, but not a White House trip. No, not, not this time. Not for the losers. Not this time. That men's game last night was not the business, boys. As we were watching it last night at Howie Sports Page. Howie Sports Page was the business as usual. Oh, it was. I mean, that was a lot of fun. Hanging out with the boys is a lot of fun. I'm in on all that. But what I'm telling you is, no, on the game. It didn't It didn't feel big game to me. Nothing about it. It wasn't even presented the way that you feel like CBS should present big game. It felt midseason matchup. It was the national championship. Uh, well, I mean, both of them kind of play sloppy basketball, though. I mean, that's kind of both their fortes. UConn had a little more offense than I thought they would, but they're both big, long, hardworking defensive teams. San Diego State went 11 minutes without a field goal. Wow. What, four, three different three-minute stretches? Like. That's weird. That's, that's That's not, I mean, that's not their game. That's bad ball. Like you got to call a timeout, you got to reset a thing, you got to go with a set piece, you got to go with a quick hitter, you got to go with anything that got you to the national championship game. They don't have, anything. They don't have enough timeouts to reconcile. That many? <laughs> There's too many. <laughs> they didn't have like twenty timeouts. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh-huh. There's a set number. Uh-huh. They don't give you more in the national championship game. Just because you suck. What if you don't use them on the previous game? <laughs> yeah, give me, give me uh, rollover timeouts is hey, what you're talking speaking about. Speaking of rolling over, that was UConn in this whole tournament. They beat every team by double digits? What? Yeah, that's pretty convincing. The, the what? Where were we midseason sleeping on UConn? None of us were in this boot broadcast booth going, hey, them Huskies, though. None of us were saying that? Not at once. They dealt with a lot of injuries in the middle of the year, and they they lost to a bunch of teams they should have beat in the middle of the year. Yep. So they kind of got disregarded there for a while. No, they, went, they had a low seed. They went 17-0 and in the non-con. Then only lost to Big East teams. By the way, I can't tell you who's in the Big East. I have no idea anymore. They moved that thing around. So How many are in there now? I don't even know. Rutgers? Yeah. Is Rutgers in it? Because Syracuse, they're, they're, in, they're now like ACC, right? Is that? I have no idea. I think Are the Richmond Spiders in it? I'm not even <laughs> joking. It's like that. They only trailed five minutes and 22 seconds in the entire tournament. And people out there were like, hey, uh, San Diego State's got a shot, though, right? <laughs> no. Well. No, they did not. Oh, well, I thought they did. You got me fooled. Hey, it was nice for the it was nice for the Mount West. It was nice. Hey, it's cool to go to the dance. Not everyone gets to be at the dance. Some people don't get invited to the dance. There's a prom every year. People don't go. We got to go one year. Again, I know you're not an apologist. No. But congratulations to San Diego State and the Mountain West Conference. That is a big deal. You just didn't go to the Sweet 16 and lose like you have historically. Elite Eight, Final Four, championship game. That is a big deal. Would it have been a better game if Creighton would not have lost on the last second shot and put up an actual game against UConn? Well, I mean, Creighton is more prolific offensively, but you saw what San Diego State did to them, so I'm going to say no. I think you're wrong. Not really. I don't think – I think because Creighton, at least nationally speaking, 
has had people say their name before, Big and East. that's far more relevancy than anything in San Diego State because, and they're in the Big East, right? Creighton? Yeah. And yeah. that that has been the only Achilles' heel to that UConn team all year is that teams that had seen them before and kind of knew the system and knew what was going on, they could do it to them. And San Diego State was like, we're just happy to be here. Yeah, U- UConn got fourth in the conference. Marquette won the conference. Pretty good. Yeah. It's a good conference of basketball. I mean, historically, they've been great. Until just- Georgetown took a dive for everybody. At the beginning of March of 1995, UConn men's and women's basketball program had a combined zero titles, boys. Right now, between the women's and the men's programs, they hold <laughs> 16 natty champions. That's pretty good. 16 natty champions. That's real good. Are you kidding me? They might be the best program in the history of all programs, and I'm over here snoozing on them. Hmm. Why? I don't know. They've been very successful. Have you been a teenager, a young adult, an adult? old man now yeah like, they've been good this whole time your whole life 16 and one in national championship games is the university of connecticut we were at howie's sports page last night we heard a guy say hey where's yukon at oh wow where's yukon from yeah <laughs> wait hold on you're all the rust belt as someone from new mexico who has to take this expletive deleted all the time yep doesn't know who we are doesn't know where we are you don't know where connecticut is didn't someone, you say, know didn't someone say Mexico when we said Albuquerque when we were in L.A.? Yeah, totally. I had somebody ask me last week uh, when we were at WrestleMania in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Ah, L.A. Oh, yeah, L.A. SoFi Stadium in huh. L.A. Also, that was the whole conversation last night. How yeah, we were, we, were, we were in line. And this the- is one of my favorite recent New Mexico no- moments. Yes. So, hey, where are you from? Washington, D.C. Made a little small talk about Washington, D.C. Where are you from? Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's like, oh, that's cool. I was just in Cancun last month. Yeah. What? Also, <laughs> is it, so I'm, I am the worst example of this thing because I now live in New Mexico. Uh-huh. I'm not from New Mexico. Everyone in my world that's not from New Mexico is like, oh, Mexico. I also went to college in Washington. Oh, Washington, D.C.? No. No. The state of Washington. Oh. I've, I've fought this fight my whole life. I've been telling people you're from Cuba, New Mexico all this time. Where is that? Mm. Yes. Good question. Is that new? No. <laughs> it's like they just built a new city? Yeah. For me? I think Rio Rancho's the newest one. Yeah. That's the newest one? Everything, everything else is significantly older. Yeah. Shoot. Like a lot more. Like, I mean, I'll go. Like, I don't think New Mexico's in the... In the uh, in the in the in the black enough where we're like, hey, let's make some new ones. Yeah, what do you say? <laughs> hey, hey, I'm pretty prosperous here, boys. Yeah. Why don't we uh, get a, let's put down a plot? Have you seen my renderings for New oh, Albuquerque? God. Yeah. If someone asked me <laughs> to be like the mayor of New City, I would name it some. This today's I9 Varsity. All right, here we go. The I9 Varsity of New New Mexico City names. Okay? Oh, I'm oh, stoked. Man. Okay, so new. New Mexico. That's a double new, but you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Mm. New, new squared new, Mexico. New squared Mexico city names. That's the today's I-9 varsity. We'll do that at 545. I can go one year without college basketball. It was not the season for me. I didn't feel it from any squad. No. I wasn't drawn to any particular player. The best college basketball players getting paid to play overseas which is a little confusing to me now because with NIL you can get paid to play in college. So I don't super understand why anyone won't go to college anymore. You could go to the G League if you want to get paid. You just I mean, get paid. Well, but here's the thing. There's more yeah. money. 
Oh, yeah. There's more money in college. There's more money overseas. The G League is cool. Yeah. But someone has to have your rights. There's a whole bunch of stuff to it. Uh, well, surprise, surprise. I'm on the exact polar opposite side as Manfred Fitzgerald Slow. What, you like the wide I open? Thought, I thought this tournament was fan-friggin-tastic. All the upsets, all the high seeds making it to the Final Four, learning about new names and new teams. Uh-huh. I love the Florida Atlantic stuff. Give me all the the Creightons and St. Mary's and great storylines like San Diego State coming out of nowhere. I don't want to see North Carolina, Duke, Stand Kentucky, up. Kansas every year. It's oh, boring. That's what I want. It's old. That's it's played I out. Yeah, I know. I both you losers are front runners. And I like seeing my friends that never went to college celebrating at college they never went to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's the best. That's what I want. I hey, wanna... what was more exciting, Kentucky coming back and doing it again or Super producer Tyler Lovely almost getting a vacation bought in Boca Raton, Florida, because FAU made a run towards the Final Four. For me and you? That's a better story. That one. Yes. The real. No, for everybody. Here's the heartbreak. If we're going to end it on a very serious note, we lost out on a strong chance of having some cool T-shirts that said Mountain Best instead of Mountain West, and it's all ruined. (laughs) Oh, you're salty about it, yeah. I get it. Mountain second best is yeah. not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain runner up. Still, we got it. Yeah. As, yeah. as a Lobo fan, you just—it's just one more reason to hate San Diego State. Like, the, oh, good point. Yeah. Took that away from me. Yeah. Because now I have to wear a Mountain in the mix shirt. The, the yeah. second. Yes. <laughs> Mountain, do it next time. <laughs> oh, no, that's a good one. <laughs> You know Lobo fan, hardcore Lobo fan, is just sitting around steaming yeah. watching San Diego State. I mean, you're, you're happy for the Mountain West. Yeah. Right. But hardcore Lobo fan is like, we beat the hell out of them in their house. Correct. Lobo and we, said. And we are one shot away uh-huh. from sweeping them this year. Correct and then they go to the championship game. Played in the Natty Champion. you gotta give, you got to give you some hope for the yeah. Lobos program that we're yeah. on the rise. Just for this conference to make a T-shirt that says, Mountain, just happy to be here. <laughs> just happy to be here. <laughs> Hey, you know what I'm stoked for? Obviously, Isotopes baseball season. Sure. But I can't wait to crack a watermelon walk-off, maybe a blueberry lavender lemonade, maybe a little grapefruit hibiscus, because friends of the show, Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka, their booth is directly in front of us. How about that? Breaking news on the program. Earlier, we described 515 as player to be named later. Okay. That player is Noah Davis. Let's All go, right. opening day starter, Noah Ooh. Davis. Let's get this boy on the show. Whenever we get back watching that crappy national championship game last night, the whole conversation that we heard was about UFC and WWE. And I'm going to tell you why everyone who has an opinion is wrong whenever we get back. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Let's go. RGCU Field. That's Rio Grande Credit Union. Yeah. All right, so we're at Howie Sports Page last night. I had a pretty good time. We had a pretty good time, boys. We're watching the Natty Champy. Watching the Natty Champy last night. No one's talking about it because it's a booty game and no one cared. Everyone was talking about UFC and WWE combining into a force that cannot be reckoned with beyond all others in comprehension. And I got to hear, for the first time in a long time, a bunch of idiots. Oh. I got to hear all these friends of the show who were 
so dumb. Okay. Telling me how a guy like Conor McGregor is going to make the jump over to WWE now, and they're they're going to make a big impact, and they can continue their career forever. First of all, there's not a guy like Conor McGregor. There's only Conor McGregor. Yeah. There's not a there's not a pool of dudes that are similar to Conor McGregor that fight all the way up until they're 40 years old and they're like, you know what I'm going to do to my body? You know what I'm going to do after I beat my body up for the last 25 years? I'm going to get into another game <laughs> where I beat my body up constantly. Dudes that get out of the Air Force or the Army or, or construction work or, or service of physical demand, they're not immediately like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? Ice but, road trucker. Duh. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go parachute into fires. Like, people don't do that. No. And that is not going to happen here. USC competitor is not going to jump over to become sports entertainment actor. That's yeah. n- They're not the same. You idiot fools who think they have a concept or idea about what is happening with the giant merger that happened yesterday to create the most entertaining company of all time. Uh, UFC, WWE. So they think, let me get this straight. Yeah. They think that just because the two companies are now under one umbrella. Correct. Everybody's Ella. just going to jump Ella. back and forth. I mean, we've seen wrestlers go to, to the UFC. How's that work out? Not, one one did well. Brock? Yeah. That's the one. What That's about the, the current women's champion, Ronda Rousey? She's, well, not, she's not, not the champ. You know she's not the champ. You saw both champs win over the yeah. weekend in LA. At WrestleMania, right? I was only paying attention to Rhea Ripley. I would say who rest, won it. The rest of it, the rest of it, kind of missed me. I would say Ronda Rousey's career in the WWE has been quite meh. Nah. Oh, I disagree. No. Okay. All right. So you're saying that since the merger, people saying that one day ago, a a retired fighter, ex fighter, yeah. maybe not in their prime anymore, mm-hmm. transitioning over to WWE. That's a stupid take. That is, it is stupid to think that the UFC is going to become the feeder system right. to the WWE for a land of, of, of prairies and retirement. Because I don't know if you watch the WWE, those bumps are bumps. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to have to come out right now, boys, right in front of you. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. No, no way. They're going to take all the biggest personalities from the UFC and slowly transition them into the WWE. They it's may- going to be one contiguous animal. They're going to form like Voltron, and they're going to feed off of each other. You're going to see wrestlers at all the UFC events. Yes, and that then, part, yes. And yes. then UFC fighters at all the wrestling events. They're so, going to make no. so the fighters. Mm-mm. UFC fighters are going to make appearances at WWE. Hard no. They're going to come out in the ring. They're going to have their little soliloquies. They're going to talk smack, and they're going to plant that seed for WWE fan. And whoever's the most popular fighters with WWE fan in the UFC will transition to WWE. Guaranteed. Time, you're corrected. One thing. Only one. The only time it's going to happen is when WWE comes to Albuquerque, John Jones will jump in the ring for two seconds mm-hmm. and do one thing. When WWE goes to I, somewhere in Ireland, <laughs> Conor McGregor will jump. I don't know where any yeah. UFC guys are from, so I can't give you another example. But you understand the point I'm trying to make. That's yeah. it. That's the only time it's going to happen. It'll be a splash in the pan, and then it'll fizzle out. I mean, basically what you're saying already happened. I mean, you go to, you watch UFC, there's The Undertaker. He's already there. You watch WWE, and they'll have one of them out in the crowd every once in a while. Right. It's already there. I think where it's going to crisscross will not be in the front of the camera. It will be behind the camera. You'll have all these marketing people, all these other. Oh, I agree with that. They'll all crisscross over. You know, if you're 
mediocre at your job, you're in that one of those companies, you're probably gone. Well, I, to be fair. Mm, to be fair. Chris? Chris? To be fair. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. I only care about the man slapping part. Right. Like the business aspect okay. and all that stuff, that don't matter to me. Now, I got two exceptions what I believe is the rule. If he wanted to, Rampage Jackson. Sure. Rampage Jackson could be the best WWE guy. Is he still relevant? I mean, he would be. If he, if he showed up in WWE, he'd he would be, be relevant insanely fast. He'd be incredibly good. And then I think Triple C could start like a, like a division of. Um, sure, sure, sure. A, uh, a, 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 a must little... must be Ray Mysterio height or smaller right. to rise. Yes, yes. yeah, a, uh-huh. a shin high division. Correct. It would be a uh, say that to his face. The, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> but I would uh, I would do that. I would say if he wanted to do that. I'm in on that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like a, a blanket statement that everyone's going to do it, but the biggest personalities are going to transition over. They're doing it now, Sugar Sean. and there's going to be more of them. Yeah, Sugar, Sugar Sean. He's got, a, yes. he's got a lot of pull, and he's got a big personality. And he's like just – I mean, he's Conor McGregor with pink hair. Yeah. Like, guys like him are going to transition over, no what, doubt what about, about it. Uh, what about Patty Pimblett? What is, is Patty that? would be perfect. Yeah. Oh, great yeah. example. All right, but he's not big enough for the UFC to push the meter. That's what I'm saying. Right. The like guy, height? <laughs> I yes. don't know about that. Yes. He's slightly taller than quadruple C. The example of where it works is this. We were, we were at WrestleMania over the weekend. Who's there? Bad Bunny, biggest in the world. Bad Bunny. Snoop Dogg, biggest in the world. Or Shizzle. Uh, George Kittle, biggest in the world mm. in that sport. The, to me, none of the UFC guys are biggest in the world except for Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor can do as he please. Yeah. Outside of that, none of these dudes yeah. make an impact, period. Also, shout out to Snoop Dogg for saving the day. Poor Shane. Blue is quad. Yeah, we paid sweet homage to that yesterday. Uh, do sweet. When we get back, John Traub will join us. We're going to talk opening day for the Albuquerque Isotopes. We're very excited about the ball club this year. Everything that's going on at the field and everything going on in the community. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. Three sports animal. Mark, the RTCU field. General manager of the Albuquerque Isotopes, who we have to pry away from his wrongs of fans. John Traub joining us on the program. John, welcome. You said fans is plural. It should have been singular. <laughs> well, that was just because it was in his job description to come up and say hello to they me. They have to say hi. Well, just because just they're one at a time doesn't mean there's not a bunch of them. <clears throat> well, I don't know. It trickles in. Kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> trick-or-treaters on Halloween. Get there like early, you know. Yeah. It's like yeah. one, and then 20 minutes later there's another one. Like in a John Wick movie when it's like if everyone just goes at John Wick at one time, this whole movie would have been over in the first five minutes. Yeah, every kung fu movie in the history Stop of cinema. Turns. We're going one at a time. Speaking <laughs> of one, Bruce Lee's going to kick your expletive deleted. Speaking of one at a time, we got the first one here tonight. Let's go! Yeah. Oh, I like that segue. I'm not so bad at this thing, John. Not your first rodeo. No. Speaking of not your first rodeo, it is the third year in the row. The ice steps are telling me it's the 20th year of baseball. What's, <laughs> what's, uh, what's going on with this team I this was, year? I was not told that math was going to be part of things when i woke up today so yeah depending on how you do the math it's either our 20th 21st or 22nd year here in albuquerque but whatever it is it's a tremendous feeling to open up another season and the fact that we're able to do it here uh i'm just thrilled to have the fans come in see all the improvements just you know it may not feel spring like tonight right but we know that spring is right around the corner end of this week the weather's supposed to be really good so you know what? We're giving away a fleece blanket tonight to the first 2,000 people coming go. through the gates. There you go. So it's like we knew that weather could come into play tonight. So I haven't seen Smart the blanket move. yet. Is this an orbit blanket? Is it an orbit one? Of course. Oh, good. Yeah. I love Our that. good friends at Gonstead, 
uh, our, our sponsoring tonight's yeah. uh, giveaway, and our staff put together this really cool orbit kind of neon look yeah. design. It's really cool. Are they here? Can I get a cra- snap, crackle, and pop? Are yeah. they here? Can I get a? Can you get a snap, pop, snap, crackle, pop? What does that mean? Is that what the Gonstead is? Or were they, were they oh, I got you. I thought uh, you were yeah. talking about Rice Krispies Wait, or something. Well, he often does. That's it. easy to confuse. It's Would you say Gonstead has your back? As the Ice Stoves GM. Oh, That's a good geez, question, I like that. I Free like plug, that. you're welcome, lovely people at Gonstead Chiropractic. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great uh, – wow. you better get that trademarked. Okay, you know. buy this website. Yes, yes. <laughs> do it so, right now. I, I know you're in work mode every opening day. You're laser focused, making sure everything's perfect for I seen the wonderful people in, in Albuquerque. <laughs> but what is it about opening day? What's your favorite part? Is it the, the grass clipping, the smell in the air? Did is you say grass pot- clippings? Yeah. You can't smell that fresh grass right when you walk up. Yeah, that's, little... that's the first smell I got. So shout out to Ed. My my feeling about opening day, it it it's been the same for all thirty six years of my career. Right, you spend so much time in the off season preparing all these things that we do. We talk about and we plan and we have these meetings and all of a sudden everything comes to fruition in one night. Right, we are event planners here. You know when you think about a wedding. All this time and energy and effort goes into the wedding, and then, boom, you have this big party, and then it's over. Well, we have 75 weddings to put on here. Nice. Each and every night is a new event. And the fact that our staff just works so hard, the city staff has done a great job keeping the venue up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just look forward to things getting started. It's kind of like the first day of school again, where maybe you haven't seen your friends right. for a while. Uh, you know, And here we've got employees that we haven't seen since September or October and just fans that we're going to be seeing tonight. So it's a lot of fun to see those people again and see how everybody's doing. Yeah, there's the other side of that, too, the juxtaposition of today is someone's first day. Yeah. Today is someone's first day of, of working in baseball. You know, yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's an equal energy as well towards just seeing their reactions and, and maybe their stumbles a little bit, but then watching their growth. Well, I appreciate you saying that because we do have signs. They're more internal to our operation, but we have signs throughout the building that says today is somebody's first isotopes game. Oh, yeah. Because that. it is, right? You're going to have people tonight that are, that are going to come, and it's going to be their first time, and hopefully they're going to have a great experience and come back. Um, and, and that's... You know, when we operate this facility, when we operate just the the, 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 the venue and the and the season as we do, mm-hmm. we want to think like fans. We want to remember what it's like when we were little kids or when we were bringing our families to games or whatever it was because it's really important that we keep that perspective so that we keep the fans' experience top of mind all the time so we can keep improving things. Few feet in front of us, we got the vendor for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Smart, vodka. Good placement. Just a few more feet directly behind that, you got a brand new shiny scoreboard. Oh, I didn't Tell- notice it. <laughs> where where is it? Yeah, it's it's hidden by uh, no. So, thirty five feet tall, one hundred and ten feet wide. What? It's the largest video board in minor league baseball. The the picture on it is crystal clear. Uh, it's such an upgrade for us here, and I'm just. Uh, I'm thrilled that we're able to do it, to unveil it tonight, and for the fans to see it. Because, uh, let's face it, everybody now, it's about monitors. It's about its about just what can you do with entertainment. And there's going to be a lot of fun things we can do with this board this year. Scoreboard is so big and beautiful. They, the fans might not notice, 
no hill in center field anymore. Well, that's why we put the video board up this year. <laughs> <laughs> so they wouldn't notice it. It's actually blocking the hill. No, Major League Baseball asked us to get rid of the hill, so we did. Um, you know, it takes a minute to get used to, but it, it doesn't take away from the beauty of the ballpark, no. the experience as a fan. Sure, there's going to be people that are going to lament the fact the hill's not here. And that you know what? We probably will lament that ourselves for the next 20 years. But fact of the matter is, it, 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 it is what it is. MLB didn't want to wait until somebody got hurt to to be you know to get it out of here, so we had to do it, and uh, so we move on. Well, honestly, it looks great. It looks like it's been like this the whole time. Smoke and mirrors, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the familiarity of the field, obviously, the familiarity of the game, but a lot of new and a lot of excitement here at the ballpark, including the food menu, John, including some of the promotions this season. The must, the must see, the can't miss for Isotopes fan or new Isotopes fan. What is it, John, in the 2023 season? In terms of what, the food? All everything. Oh gosh, I don't know. Yeah. If you, so, if it's a new Isotopes fan, somebody who's never been to a game. Yep. What I say is, come once. Yep. Because you're you're gonna find people in in the city, right, who've maybe never been to a game, but you're gonna find very few who have only been to to the ballpark one time. Right. Because once they come and they experience the experience, point. you know, there's not one thing that sets sure. us apart. Yep. Yeah, hopefully, if there is, hopefully it's customer service, but it's the food, it's the music, it's the entertainment, it's the promotions, it's the giveaways, it's just the beauty of the venue itself. It's hanging out with your family and your friends, and they're going to say, oh, my gosh, I've got to come back to, and yeah. experience this again. I don't care if it's 45 degrees outside and the wind's blowing. <laughs> you know, it's still going to be a great experience. Speaking of promotions, uh, what can the friend of the show expect out of the first homestand? Um, well, from prom- a promotional Promotion standpoint, stamp, yeah. well, tonight we're giving away those blankets that I referred to. Friday we're giving away a schedule magnet. Saturday uh, we're giving away a Mariachi's T-shirt. Sweet. You know, long sleeve. Long, long sleeve. sleeve. Yeah. Turquoise color Mariachi's T-shirt on our first Mariachi's game courtesy of uh, Modelo Especial. And then on Sunday, Easter Sunday, the kids can come out from 1230 to 1. Look for Easter candy on the uh, outfield grass uh, from for that half hour. We also have some pregame autographs on Saturday, on Sunday. And then the game's at 135. So first day game of the year, Sunday afternoon, Easter Sunday. Um, and the weather's supposed to be really, really nice Count this weekend. Me. You ain't got to convince me to show up to a yes. day baseball yes, game. We got a lot of them this year. Park. So you, excited. If you look at our Sunday schedule, we have a lot of Sunday afternoon games this year based on the feedback from the fans and, and because a lot of us are still purists and we love Sunday afternoon yeah. baseball yeah. games. Um, and it works well with our travel schedule, et cetera. How fun it'll be to be playing center field for the ice tops, and then you just run across find a Laffy Taffy out there. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's a good day. So before, you used to have fun because you find Laffy Taffy and you get to climb the hill. Yes. Now you just get to look. You have more time to look for candy. There's no, This year at the Easter egg hunt, you don't have to put any employees out there saying, don't roll down the hill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Things go <laughs> All right, John, you took a little bit of time for us, and so thank you so very much. We're going to take a lot of time with you this season. We're going to be out here not just today on opening day, but every Friday of every home series. Thanks for the warning. We will. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, hey, we we love the fact that you guys are here. You know, the partnership with Cumulus, um, Citadel before that, of course, but it's 20 years strong. We've been on the sports animal for, you know, going into our third decade, if you can believe it. That's yeah. great. So, you know, it's, it's – uh, it's been a great partnership, and we're just thankful that you guys are here. John Traub, the GM of the Albuquerque Ice Hubs. Thank you so very much, brother. Way to go. Whenever we get back, Chris Burnett rejoins us, and we will wrap up the first hour with a hot football take. It's not really a hot take. It's just the, the have-nots want to get what the haves have. And sure. I'll break it down for you. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Animal. 
Two Men On is brought to you by John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy because they sponsor this studio. Obviously, the 669 where your boys eat lunch. Obviously, I-9 Sports, which is the sponsor of today's I-9 Varsity, which is new New Mexico City names that we need to come up with Stoked. next hour, which is actually not that far away. <laughs> the whole show's going so fast. Oh, man. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Don't forget that Teller Vodka, which is New Mexico's vodka, is a proud partner of this program, and I am proud to participate in New Mexico's vodka, Teller Vodka. I tell you, boys, I'm cutting back a little bit. Did I talk to you about that yet? No. Not on Teller Vodka, you're not. Yeah, we, are we talking Everything about, else, maybe. Should we yeah. talk about this on air? I'm cutting back a little bit, boys. Okay. I was so dehydrated after WrestleMania. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, That's we, not a good example for the we, class. Uh, did we drink there? <laughs> so did we? Uh, uh. Mike, I woke up with night sweats but calf strains, and I said, this ain't right. Oh, yeah. This uh, ain't healthy. No. I was, Why is my pee this color? <laughs> Oh, that's a real sentence I said at the airport <laughs> yeah. to Chris. Yes. I don't remember taking he vitamins. Did. Yeah. He did say that. I was like, oh. Yeah, this is yellow. not doing well here, boys. Oh. I was like I was like the skin of Marge Simpson. I would say there was some <laughs> uh some some not so good choices made, but yeah, you know, maybe not radio friendly. We'll the, see. Well I mean every story I tell on this radio show is very friendly. Oh yeah. I would say I'm very friendly overall. That's yeah. like my thing. I have a lot of friends. I would also say this. We make Jim, new friends? Jim Ursay does not. Oh. He does not have a lot of friends. Jim Ursay said today, you don't want to end up like the Los Angeles Rams. The what? Why? What? Champions? Ex- Champions in a new, like a newish stadium? That's He's, nice. Eh? It's insanely new. Mm. He, said, he said, you don't want to be like them. Well, hold on. What, Jim? Them always has a negative connotation. What does he mean by them? The Rams. I mean, that's what he meant, yes. <laughs> He's all, you don't want to move from St. Louis. Oh, okay. Ugh. Well, first of all. Ask Fred about that. Right. He's doing way better. Okay, I mean, I, I did move from <laughs> St. Louis. but it's a, yeah. He was talking about draft picks and smart decisions oh. and how to build an organization, this and that, and blah, blah, blah. Did he forget about the Super Bowl that the Rams won? You, yeah. You do, in fact, want to end up like the Los Angeles Rams. The GM got on the stage and got a million people to chant F them picks as they were hoisting the trophy. That's called success. Where is yours, Jim Ursay? Also, look. Just because you're trying to get sloppy seconds with every 40-year-old quarterback on his way out of the league, that's not a successful plan, Jim. He also kind of fell backwards into Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Luck. So it's not like yeah. he's been setting himself up for his own success for any amount of time. He has not. Sure. No. And now right. that he's in a position to where he has to, he's not. It's not going insanely well. It's not doing overly well. It's going, in fact, poorly. And then to call out the guy who kind of bunked the system, did it his own way, and then won a Super Bowl in the evil Stan Kroenke? Like, there's a lot of fights you can fight. This ain't the one, Jimmy. No. Yeah, I don't get it. Again, you know, allegedly, he's probably just just all on, on all the blow right now. Just just keep talking, a little bit of verbal diarrhea. Just let it go, Jim. Let it go. You don't want to be like the Rams in the second largest market in the United States. You don't want to be like that. Yeah, we were just at SoFi Stadium. Beautiful. They're doing fantastic, Jimmy. Beautiful stadium. Hey, remember that time that we beat Rex Grossman and the Chicago Bears in the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. Jim, shut up. Oh, my God. The green chili Philly stand just kicked up. Oh, it man. smells fantastic I, I over here. I remember all those times the Colts made it into the playoffs and then didn't do anything. I remember oh, that. yeah, his, name, his name's Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He owned you. Owned you. Owned. That, you, oh, go ahead, man. It doesn't make any sense to me, but when I hear who the quotable is from, I was like, oh, this makes sense to me. Mm. Do, do I need? He has a rich history of saying dumb, expletive, deleted all the time about his football team and the NFL Does and the Players Association. Yeah. I don't know if it's like a like a daily public service address I feel like I'm getting now from the Internet. I don't know if it's a higher percent of these individuals. But is it me or are billionaires just dumb as rocks? Well, I, like, mean, I feel like I get a lot of dumb as rocks opinions from billionaires. To be fair. Oh, to, to be, be fair. Well, the internet, he was a billionaire, but the internet was really not around when Al Davis was firing on all cylinders. Okay. You know? Okay. Because Al Davis, I think if he had a... a you know, open source like that, we would have gotten a plethora Low key, of amazing quotes. Al Davis saintly. Al Davis helped dudes. I'm, I'm yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Al Davis, he put the money out and then shut up. He don't. Yeah. He didn't tell anyone about dudes he's keeping on payroll, medical bills he's paying, right. like minorities he's giving opportunities to. Al Davis, to me, is the example that him, Jim Irsay should try to be. Yeah. Right. Instead of being that weird, sycophant douchebag, I mean, Take a little page out of Al Davis's book. He was the he was the renegade. He was the rogue. He was the only one in the NFL that wasn't in the billionaire boys club. Now it's Jim Ursay and Shad Khan. Like those are the only two who are outsiders now. Can you imagine if we had Twitter around when like Marge Shot was the, the oh, owner God. of the Reds, Ooh, buddy? <laughs> she wouldn't have been owner very long. <laughs> oh, <No. laughs> uh, <sighs> look it up, kids. <laughs> of the 32 owners in the NFL, I mean, you might put him at the very bottom, right? Mm. I, what's the guy that owns the Commanders? Uh, Snyder? Yeah, he's just a garbage human. Yeah, the yeah. Washington Guardians. Yeah, Dan Snyder owns the Washington Guardians. But they're up for sale. Like, like he on the outs. Like it yeah. He matters so little that the NFL is like, you got to go, but... Sell it to one of our friends. I was in, I was in D.C. in November. Yeah. didn't even know they had a team. <laughs> no one was wearing anything from the team. Because they're embarrassing. Oh, yeah. Like that logo is like just associated with sexism and bigotry yeah. and theft and crime. When you have every major sport and everyone is wearing the hockey, the hockey jerseys, uh, your teams are not doing so well. Or Canadian. Yeah. That is weird how that balances in places because, like, I'll, Pittsburgh is one where it's only hockey jerseys. Yeah. Like, in the, that football team has been successful for some time. That baseball team has a rich history. It's all hockey jerseys yeah. in Pittsburgh. Well, uh, how can you tell in Pittsburgh all the teams are the same color? That's so smart. <laughs> they all have I, I They all got the same merch. Yeah. That, the Home Depot is like we carry two colors here. Uh-huh. Over we, there, yellow. <laughs> yeah. Over there, black. Yeah. Uh, you can go either side of the aisle, but uh, we know in the end you're going to end up a fan. I was down at the Wawa. That's, I was getting uh, some yellow and black stuff. That's, that's, a good, that's actually very good Pittsburgh. <laughs> very good Pennsylvania. <laughs> and then you go to the other side, you go to the Eagles or wherever, and they, it's like the Phillies are red. There's Do they have hockey in Philadelphia? Yeah, the Flyers, Flyers are orange. Orange, yeah. orange. Like there's They got 45 colleges out there. None of them can figure it out. <laughs> there's so many colleges out there. 
Man. You would th- what you should do is just get one college, rec- one mega college, one mega college, oh. and then you and then you wouldn't lose to like all the other whatevers. You would have all everything. Well, then like North Carolina would be like a stand dumb, up. Like North Carolina has a college every time every, you just throw a rock and hit three colleges right quick. You wouldn't think talking to people from North Carolina how true that is. How many colleges there are there? Right. I think where I grew up, I think there's like this is a real number. I think there's like forty within an hour. Wow! Like, what do you like? Why are there so many colleges? What are all these places for? But some aren't real. Some are like chiropractic. Yeah, I'll tell you what it's for. It's called money laundering. It's money laundering. We were having that conversation last night about uh, high schools recruiting and bringing in players and setting up for NIL deals and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And I was I was like, yeah, you know, where I grew up, we had you know we had parochial schools and we had charter schools, and they were both scams. Uh huh. They were there to take your monies Mm -hmm. and then. And then not give you the edge. And, and I'm like, how do you even accredit a high school diploma? What does that mean? Wow. You haven't donated to the foundation this year. Oh, what does the foundation do? Uh, we go on vacation a lot. Yeah, that's our yeah, big we, thing. We go to foundation dinners. Yeah. We go to, we go to Cancun, New and Mexico. Tahoe. <laughs> <laughs> we climb the mountains in Cancun, New Mexico. Top of the hour, whenever we get back, boys, it is opening day at Isotopes Park, and we're going to tell you why we are so very excited about the what at least here in town, I guess it's been going on a week, but the official transition into baseball season. Oh, we are man. there. Whew. College basketball is dead and gone, and it, it was actually an embarrassing death at the end for college basketball. It's not very good. Two men on 95.9. Welcome FM, back to opening day. Welcome back, guys. So, Spark, let's go. Yeah. We are 30, we're 26 minutes from the gates opening here at the ballpark. You can come in, you can hang out. We are here. Come early, get a blanket. The lines are long. Vane, you just popped outside. Yeah, there's at least dozens, maybe hundreds of people already out here waiting for blankets. So if you want one of those 1,997 blankets, Correct. you better get here. Come and get one. Come and get some. As we're talking about opening day of baseball, we're talking about our rich memories with it. We're talking about why the game is so very significant to us. Chris, it's your first time at an Isotopes opener yeah. ever. No, I've been to openers. Oh, before. good. Tell I've us just, about it. I've just <laughs> never done a show at one before. I mean, opening day is always amazing because it's just that excitement of the season that's coming up. You know, you have the smell of the grass. You have the crack of the bat. I mean, it's just everything. Baseball is great. You know, it's like I'm so excited. You're like, there's the food. And I guess there's a – I haven't – they said there's a bunch of different food this year, like falafel and, like, all different kinds of stuff. Yeah, I was at the uh, the tasting with uh, executive chef Jim Griego, who oh. is an absolute dude, friend of the show, friend in real life. Got this, uh, it's called Dentist Delight. Yeah. It's two apple fritters. What? And some barbecue in the middle. Huh? With some barbecue sauce and coleslaw. No. And then caramel corn sprinkled yeah. on top. And if you're worried you're going to get a cavity, uh-huh. don't worry about it, because they give you a toothbrush with a the sandwich. They do oh, not. Yes, That's... they do. Like you said, they got a... You know, a, a so falafel. They got good. a <laughs> falafel and chicken pita this year. Yeah. They got some yakisoba noodles that's, this year. That's for your boy. That's what I'm getting today. Yeah, it's really, really yeah, good. I'm excited about that. But do they have hot dogs? Oh, you know, <laughs> you know, they got all the glizzies, baby. Glizzies. Do they have peanuts and crackers? <laughs> mm. If they don't, I'll never come back. My, uh, my. Love. I don't know what other word. I was trying to come up with a cooler word because you know I do that. Mm. My love for opening day, I think, started at like a super young age. Oh, sure. Yeah, to me, it was um, 
And where I grew up, it was like a religion. Like, it was the St. Louis Cardinals and, like, gas stations shut what, down. Uh, what sport is this? Baseball, baseball. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it was like the whole city would shut down. It was okay to skip school. What? You know, it was okay to, to not be engaged in regular life. And then I've talked to you about this all the time. Like, my happy, like, like uh, Peter Pan, like, think happy thoughts. Mine is the organ. Of like, here comes the king. Sure. Like at Bush Stadium. It's and it can go on for an hour in my head. And I've just been in love with the game for so long. And here at Isos Park, it's a different energy. It's AAA. I don't necessarily care if the boys win or lose. I'll be honest with you. I'm just here for all the experience that surrounds it. Yeah. I'm here to watch the guys get to the next level. How fun it is that in my pocket in this phone, I have so many friends sure. that are major league baseball players. Sure. And that's because of, like, the connections that are built here. Right. But, yeah, at a very young age, this was, like, a holiday to oh, me. for sure. Speaking of, like, following players and seeing their ascension into the big leagues, yeah. if you've been an Isotopes fan for the last three years, congratulations. The whole Colorado Rockies team is all Isotopes and Chris Bryant. That is very yeah. accurate. The end of last season, beginning of this season, all these dudes played right here. Oh, wow. You get to watch the future of Major League Baseball right here at Isotopes Park. And sometimes if they get injured, you get to see current players, too. Yeah. Yeah. That is a fun thing with AAA. It is. Yeah, the, 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 we were here. I talk about this story all the time. If, if, if you listen to the show regularly, you've probably heard it before, but I'll deliver it right now. Please do. We were here, was it 2018, Van, when Matt Holiday came down? Yes, it was. So it's 2018. Matt Holiday, who obviously played with the Colorado Rockies forever, had that big slide into home for yep. controversial all, play. Yep. And then uh, signed with the St. Louis Cardinals. Right. I was in. I was working for the Cardinals at the time in St. Louis doing coverage stuff. I just, I just a big fan of the baseball player Matt Holiday. So he's here and he's doing a rehab thing, and you and I are sitting. Uh, right here behind home plate, Correct. and I'm, I'm pointing on the radio, so that doesn't super help anyone. Nope. But as we're sitting here and we're watching They're the game, familiar with home plate, Fred. Correct. Yes. And he cracks a dinger into the Smiths Pavilion way out and left. Uh-huh, that's and, far. And it's to win the game. It's a, it's a walk-off dinghy boy, and me and Van are like, this is too good. This is the most incredible thing all the time. And then we have to go to Denver the next day for, like, an Incubus concert or something. So, we're, by the way, Incubus announced at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Don't know if you boys saw the video. How exciting. So let's go on that. All right. Let's go on that. We're going to go to that for sure. So then me and Van, we're like, forget it. We got to go catch a game. We're going up a day early. They're calling Matt Holiday up. We go up to the Rockies. So we, we get up there. And then we watch Matt Holiday hit a walk-off dinger. Now, hold on. Let's preface this by saying it's Cardinals Rockies. It was Cardinals Rockies. The two, oh. the two organizations he played his whole career on, and he's a face for both. For both. He's a dude. 44,000 people standing on their feet in Coors Field, all rooting for the Cardinals or the Rockies, everyone rooting for Matt Holliday. And, and what does he do, Fred? Cracks a dinger and over the scoreboard that I think is still in orbit, yeah. which lasted longer than Virgin Rocket, and it's out there <laughs> good and gone, winning the game and me and – I think we even have it on video. Me and Van are just like, this is heaven. This is the like we're thing standing in heaven right now. Like, and the Coors Field went absolutely bonkers for that moment. Yeah, me and my Cardinals like, gear. Yes. Yeah, oh, my God. Like you had a whole stadium that loved this one human being who was a contributor to the success of both organizations. At a major level. And they level, all yeah. come together to cheer for this one guy. First pitch fastball hits at about 450 feet. 
the whole crowd goes absolutely bonkers. You can feel it in the air. How can you not be romantic when about walk, baseball? When he walks up, Chris, his walk-up music, little bit of chicken fry. Oh. Cold beer on a Friday, Friday night. night. Yep. And I know no other words to that song yeah. except for those words because I know it's Matt Holiday's walk-up. <laughs> That's baseball to me, boys. That's baseball. There's, and everyone's got that story, right? It's a little bit like why you love baseball stories are as bad as – your fantasy football team stories. Bad everyone's got them. Yeah, everyone's yeah. got one. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a really good example. Yeah. Yeah. The time Van turned off Mario Kart because I was whooping him so what bad. Now, hold on. That's the exact opposite of what happened in real life. <laughs> My controller's not working. Oh, Fred is a sore loser. Ah. And he, what he's doing now, I don't know if you know what this projecting. is called. He's projecting. Okay. Head to head to head to head, not naming all the players involved, but it was Braden Ortega's garage, and I was putting a whooping on Van Nunley. And Mario Kart, and none he got this. up in the middle of the game and turned it off. None of this is true. None of this is true. I am a gentleman of character and integrity, and Fred is here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not so inaccurate. Whenever we get back, we got a special treat, boys. Joining us from your Albuquerque Isotopes, opening day, opening day starter? Is that what it is? Noah Davis going to join us? Yeah, let's go. Let's we go. get back. We're talking about the strike zone, my friends. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Welcome back to ISO Sparkle. Let's go. Let's go. We kicked Chris Burnett out of here. We brought in Noah Davis. Noah, welcome to the program, player. Yeah, thanks for having me. First, Brand new friend of the show. First, time, first timer. First time friend of the show, Noah Davis. He was the opening day starter for the ISO. So you go like three innings, just stretch that thing out. Three innings, yeah. Yeah, it's like a pretty good little out of thing. Get the year going. Start feeling good about yourself. The uh, the thing about AAA, the thing about the ISO is um, it's a team that, it's not afraid to go through a lot of pitchers. Sure. <laughs> like we, we've been here and seen, God, man, I think we saw six changes in one game where we were like, this is on par. This makes sense. What's, uh, what's it like knowing that whenever you go out there, you got support behind you all the time? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, uh, especially with this group of guys that we have out here this year, you know that whenever you're handing the ball to Pilo, he's yeah. bringing in somebody who can get the job done. There you go. There, there's a whole pile of them out there. So you feel pretty good about it, handing the ball off to whoever's coming in. Uh, one of the best and worst things about minor league baseball, new groups of dudes all the time. How are you guys gelling in the clubhouse, in the locker room? Like, are, are you a tight-knit bunch already? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's only been a few days, but, you know, got to know a lot of these new guys in spring training, um, and it was pretty evident just in the locker room in Arizona that we were going to be a pretty tight-knit group. There you, you go. Know? Um, a lot of good guys. Conversations are good in the bullpen and the dugout in the clubhouse. Like we're always talking about something fun and interesting, whether it's about the game or, or something outside of the game. So really good group of guys so far. I'm, I've been pretty excited about it. Who's uh, who's bringing the fun? Who's bringing the laughs? Like who's that guy that you addressed early in the season? You're like, oh, he's going to be fun all year. Oh uh, well, I mean, Gavin Hollowell. I've, I've been playing with him for the last couple of years, and he's that guy. I think there we uh, go. Nice. He's always bringing something fresh to the table. So. Uh, I mean, we, we got some sleeper guys that I think could start to bring some energy and some, some craziness to that bullpen, but, but Hollowell's probably the guy right now. Isn't it crazy at the start of a season how, like, guys will be like, maybe they'll be in their locker by themselves for a little bit, maybe they're sitting a little quieter on the bus, maybe they're doing – but by the end of the season, it's like can't get anyone to shut up. Like, it's, 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 <laughs> like how you guys all grow together so much? How you all get that? The, uh, we were talking a little bit off the air. How does the team come together for, like, uh, like birthdays? How do you guys, like, that time outside of the playing field, how do you guys celebrate each other in those little milestones in life? Yeah, I mean, birthdays and stuff, we usually 
I, I don't know who exactly handles it, but there's always a cake or something. Cake. <laughs> involved. Uh, so, so that'll show up in the clubhouse, and we'll all kind of rally around those guys. And you know, we just have a lot of time between all the work that we have to do. There's a lot of time sitting in the clubhouse, so you get pretty close. You get to know these guys pretty well, um, and those bonds start to form pretty quickly. Speaking of having fun in the bullpen, what what's your favorite bullpen game when you're out there hanging out with the dudes? You got like a a cup out there letting the kids throw quarters or you, you charging people dollar for dad jokes what do you guys do out there uh well it's kind of kind of different on every team so i guess we'll kind of see what our go-to is this year but uh in the past i've had a lot of teams where we we play password um kind of a word game where you're trying to guess guess the word that or a phrase or a person whatever the the guy who's in charge is thinking Shoot, i'll play right now what do we got to do <laughs> like go. set me up yeah i mean uh <laughs> So it's been a while since I played, so I might not get all the rules. Right, but <laughs> it's almost still spring training for all of us. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get going here pretty soon. I'm sure they'll – I mean, as a starter, I'll probably be spending most of my time in the dugout these days. But um, I'll make a cameo out to the bullpen and see what they're up to. First professional season was 2019, obviously 2020, and everything that happened that year was unfortunate for the professional game of baseball. Uh, come back the following year, it was weird with fans. It was a weird transition. Uh, last year was like a full season. Last year was baseball as usual. How incredible is it for you guys to to now go from that to this year? Do you feel like you're in baseball flow for the first time consecutively in two seasons? Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's really the first. I mean, especially for myself because that 2019 season, I was coming off of Tommy John, so right. I, I didn't get to have a real spring training or anything. So this was really my first full go, nothing weird spring training leading into the season we got a full season fans are in the stands so i think for a lot of guys that's helpful you know to finally get into that rhythm of of how baseball is supposed to be um get a full build up for the season and and try and try and make it through 140 whatever games there are is it complete focus here in, in albuquerque or is there maybe maybe your left eyes on colorado and your right eyes on hartford or, or is everything dialed in right here yeah i think uh at least for me that's something that I think I need to do a good job at is just being where my feet are. Yeah. Um, so there you go. It just being here and keeping my focus on where we're at, not thinking too much about Colorado. Um, definitely not thinking about Hartford. Don't want to be <laughs> working backwards. But uh, yeah, trying to be where my feet are and just you know try and play the best baseball I can play and whatever happens happens. I know you want to get out on the mound and show out for the Isotopes fans, but. I bet a little piece of you is kind of happy it's not tonight. A little chilly tonight. Yeah. Wind blowing out to right field. Uh, I know a lot of lefties out there are just drooling to get out there in the batter's box. Yeah, it was a, a bit of a zoo out there for batting practice today. <laughs> uh, and you see the the bees out here taking batting practice right now. And wind's blowing for sure. So, yeah, not the worst thing in the world to get a little day to just get back to Albuquerque and, and stay out of this wind. But, uh I mean, I got confidence in our guys that are going tonight that they'll be able to handle it, keep the ball down, and, and give us a chance. By the way, Isotopes fan, it is a little breeze in the air, not going to lie. It's a little breeze. Not that bad. No. And guess what? If you get chilly easy, the first 1,997 Isotopes fans get an orbit blanket. <laughs> oh, yeah. I we already, we already got the first three. No, so. it goes, I got one. I got yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Noah Davis joining us on the program. First time friend of the show, pitcher for your Albuquerque Isotopes. Talking a lot about pitching. What's the last time you swung a bat, my man? Oh, it's been, I mean, I'm 25 right now, so it's been about 11 years. <laughs> and I I was the biggest fan of the Universal DH. Yeah. So I, I had no intentions of getting in the box against someone throwing 98-plus. I I wanted no part of that. So 
I'm a big fan of the universal. The, the part of the country you grew up in, uh, Newport, California, right? Yep. So the part of the country you grew up in, there's very good baseball out there. Any of those dudes you came up with, like in your youth years, doing anything professionally? Any of those guys making impacts? Oh, yeah. There's uh, plenty of guys that I grew up playing with who are still playing, uh, you know, upper levels of the minor leagues, some guys with big league time. Yeah. Um, so there's even a couple. I don't know if they're on this team, but I know of quite a few guys with the Angels. Yeah. Um, they picked up quite a few of our hometown guys. So Nice. Um, yeah, it seems like every team we play, I've run into at least somebody that I, I grew up playing with or came across in high school or college or whatever how does that fellowship extend like outside of the game do you guys do you stay in a constant contact is there always hey new points tips whatever or is it more of a distance between you guys so the the off season is kind of the big time for all that where you guys kind of take off for the season uh do your own thing come back come back home you know you start playing catch with guys from other teams that work out the same facility and stuff uh so you pick up pitch grips you pick up strategies mental stuff um, I, I found that to be really beneficial, you know, to, to pick guys' brains from other organizations, see what kind of instruction they're getting, and co-aligning that with what you got uh, here with the Rockies. And uh, I found it to be super helpful and, and a pretty interesting take on, on the game. So first, pre- uh, you were here a little bit at the end of last year. Uh, what, what's your first impression of Albuquerque and northern New Mexico, your, your first taste uh, of being around here? What stood out? Yeah, I mean, honestly, my girlfriend and I are real big fans of you know getting out into nature so like just at the albuquerque area in general you know we got the mountains and stuff right here which is a nice little switch up uh coming from the beach get to see a new atmosphere new environment um and i, I actually like being at elevation weirdly enough that sounds weird as a pitcher you know sure. it makes the job a little harder but but i'm a big fan of it and i i've only spent maybe five days here total uh in my life but but so far i have a great first impression you know there you um, go. it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun you had your first off day on Monday, uh, and that's a little bit of a different one because it's every Monday scheduled off days here at the AAA level. Do you do you take time to watch like the national championship game? Do you do you have to spend that whole Monday catching up on everything you missed all week? Like, how does that day work for you? Yeah, I mean Mondays generally um, trying to catch up on some sleep, you know, yeah. when you can. Uh, just getting settled in here, found a coffee shop that I liked, you know, kind of settled in the evening, watched. Watch a bit of that national championship game. Watch the Rockies game. Yeah. Um, just kind of settling in. But, yeah, just getting a feel for everything. Uh, but we'll see how those Mondays start to right. to start to build themselves as so, we get going. So you're saying you didn't see Brock Lesnar betray Cody Rhodes last night in the main event of Monday Night Raw, <laughs> and now we have to see how this develops through SummerSlam. You didn't see that? I, I saw the highlight. I okay, yeah. The highlight. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, kind of a big moment last night. Just, uh, Ben, I just wanted to catch up on that. Okay, yeah, after the show, catch me up. I'll be super interested. <laughs> what's a, what's your jam? Fred's a WWE guy. I'm a hip-hop guy. Like, what's your go-to when you've got some free time? Are you a gamer? Like, what, what are you getting into? Uh, yeah, not so much gaming anymore. And honestly, I know it sounds kind of lame, but I'm a baseball guy through and through. Sweet, so, love even, it. Even when I'm off from the field, you know, I've, I've got MLB TV on watching games around the league, especially – the more guys that I know personally throughout the league now, it makes it easier to turn on any game, and I go, oh, I'm rooting for that guy, or I'm rooting for this guy, or I got buddies here or there. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of a baseball lifer, honestly. Hey, obviously you're going for the Rockies. Let's get that one out of the way. But Dodgers or Angels growing up? Like, what was your squad? I was a big Angels fan growing Angels? up. Yeah, I grew up about 15 minutes from the stadium. Um, so that those were the games we'd go to. We'd go to quite a bit when I was growing up. Um, uh, I always hated the Dodgers. <laughs> I guess I can kind of keep up with that moving forward, yeah. 
How much do you love watching Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, and how much do you hate Artie Marino for not doing more with it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a letdown, you know. Um, since Otani's only really been there since I've been in pro ball, so I haven't been able to watch a ton of the games live. But, I mean, everyone in this game knows how special that talent is. And, you know, to see those two guys on the same team, it, it does seem like a little bit of a waste, you know, to kind of not be in the playoffs, not seeing them on the big stage, which, you know, the World Baseball Classic, we got to see them go head-to-head. And that was, I think, one of the cooler things I've seen in baseball in my lifetime so the years you were falling in love with the angels was uh troy glouse and uh david Eckstein and jim edmonds and scott spezio oh, and yeah. uh uh jared weaver's dumb brother jeff weaver <laughs> quit naming the, people who are also cardinals oh, sorry. there were other players was that, was that the bit is that what i was doing there? <laughs> come on is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> i love those guys too <laughs> super love those dudes. do you have a standout dude from when you were like a kid was there a position guy or a pitcher where you're like oh i'm gonna be that dude when i get older uh, I, I mean, when I was growing up, my grandpa always loved Garrett Anderson. Yeah. Um, oh, so, okay. Dude. Yeah, yes. Dude. So just quiet, dude. Doubles machine, RBI machine. Played the game the right way. Uh, played it, made it look really smooth. Um, so he always came up huge in the clutch. So I mean, he was one of my guys growing up. And then Vladdy Guerrero Sr. Yeah, was the guy when I was kind of getting into it. So I mean, there were a lot of stud players on those teams. So without saying Noah Davis. Who's a guy that you have your eye on already who's like, he ain't going to be isotope very long? Who's on their way up? On the isotopes? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it'd be hard not to say Nolan Jones, you know, when he had that big weekend opening yep. weekend. Okay, Goes okay. Deep twice on opening day. Pretty good. Um, yeah, the ball's flying off his bat, you know, and he plays a bunch of different positions, and, and he can hit the ball. And I don't know. I mean, you're watching him play, and you've got to think he can't be here for that much longer. Well, and that's no. good. Is that a conversation in the clubhouse as much as you want to admit? how this Rockies organization knows they got major league talent at the AAA level. Because if you look at the Rockies right now, they were all isotopes a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Is that a conversation here within the house saying we're all just that one step away? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you don't hear many conversations about it specifically. I think it's just something that everybody kind of knows. You know, like uh, we know that if we do our job here, the need is going to come up there, you know, People get hurt. People struggle. They're going to need different contributions from different players, and uh, we all know that we're one full call away right here. So, uh, I mean, I think it's something on the back of everyone's mind, but I think we try to keep our conversations focused on on where we're at. We are broadcasting from the concourse, so we got to get Noah Davis off of before these gates open in one minute because that line for autograph blankets will be too long. Noah Davis, thank you so much, brother. Right on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Whenever we get back, we wrap up this hour, but not before we make sure we hit on this weirdo Kyrie Irving stuff. Good Lord. He out there. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. Welcome back to the program. Welcome back to ISO's Park. Let's go. The crowd, the gates are open. The crowd is rolling in, boys. I just poked my head out front because I'm that guy. Yep. I've never seen so many people in one place. There's so many people outside. (laughs) So many people. People love blankets. Yes. And people love orbit. What? Boy, do I have a surprise for you. What? Orbit blankets, baby. Wow. What? Yep. Yeah, this is uh, this is the one that's going to end up being the one today. If you're missing on this one, don't worry, though. There's like 80 more of them you can come to. Oh. <laughs> that's nice. Love everything about I'm it. I like 74. Is that what it is? 75? Yeah. 75 of them? Is that what it is? Okay. Some of them are double headers, too. There's like special rules to that. Don't know what they are, but there are. Yeah. You were talking about your favorite player, Van, Kyrie Irving. Ooh. 
Those poor Dallas Mavericks. Mark Cuban, who is quite often the smartest guy in the room. Seems like a dude. Everywhere he goes, got this one wrong. As Team Cancer Kyrie Irving strikes again. The Dallas Mavericks were in fifth place. In the West. Luka Doncic needed some help. They had championship aspirations. Uh-huh. They, got they trade for stud scorer Kyrie Irving. Things are looking up. More like an anchor, not help. St- stud conspiracy. Mm. They went from fifth place to 11th place oh, that's in the not span even a- of a couple weeks. 11th isn't even in the mix. Not even in the play-in. No. Not even in the play-in playoffs. What's up? LeBron going to be in that? Oh, you know LeBron's going to uh, be in it. You know LeBron's going to be in that. We'll do our we'll do our playoff preview. You're not going to like my answer. No, okay. Oh. What do you you do this every time? You say you're not going to like my answer, and then you pick the front runner. What are you, you talking about? Every time I do not do that. Yeah, every time I have never done that. Oh, uh, you know, Fred. I'm you know I'm not trying to I'm not trying to uh, disturb the waters here, but I uh I really think that the Milwaukee Bucks got a chance. Oh, do you, Van? Do you? You like that guy that writes the websites? He's like. Ten things about Albuquerque. Six will shock you. Yeah. <laughs> the other four you just learned. Yeah. It's literally electricity. Number six is electricity. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have it. Yeah. You may not know, but uh, lightning strikes Earth eight million times a day. One of those times could be in Albuquerque. Could be. And you're like, oh, duh, that's terrifying. And look, this Kyrie Irving stuff, we already known about Kyrie Irving. We saw, we saw what he's done with every single organization. Him ruining the momentum of a team. Ruining. Him ruining the playoff chances of perennial MVP candidate Luka Doncic. Is she flat earthing? No, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> None of this should be a surprise. After he got traded to Dallas, he walked around the stadium with fans. Weirdo. He's a man of the people. At least that part's kind of neat. He, what? He was doing the Maverick Man March? That is stupid. <laughs> what? Maverick Man March? Is that not correct? Is I don't right? know. It sounds fine. Uh, I Maybe. Uh, it sounds right. I don't know. But this situation right here just proves to me that LeBron is the GOAT. Because he's the only one that could win with that team cancer uh, loser, Kyrie Irving. That's 100%. That's this true. is just another glowing example on his resume of how amazing LeBron James is. He he won a championship with two insane people, <laughs> Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. Oh. That's what he did was historical. Kevin Love's insanity is a little different. Though. A little different. It's a little different. But it's, still. Kevin Love's insanity doesn't harm others. Kyrie's like the Kanye of like the NBA. He just says weird crazy stuff randomly. Yeah. Yeah, but like less racist. Probably. Well, maybe. <laughs> Hold on. Let's let's be clear that Kyrie turned it around. He watched Jonah Hill in 21 Jump Street, oh, yeah. and he's not an anti-Semite anymore. Oh. So a redemption story starts now, now. You accidentally said Kyrie, but you meant Kanye. Oh, did I say Kyrie? Yes. Yeah. yeah, Kanye. Yeah, Kanye said famously on the Internet. Yeah. That because he watched Jonah Hill in 21 Jump Street. Cured his anti-Semitism. Which is an interesting take. Hey, <laughs> what would be the trajectory of human history yeah. if 21 Jump Street came out in 1940? I was thinking that myself. Yeah. I was like, yeah, what a, 
Well, I'm over here like. What I'm, if like Hitler and Goebbels and like are all, yeah. they're all sitting around having a sleepover and like. Yeah. Why don't you put on 21 Jump Street? I heard it's good, yeah. Wow. <laughs> They're like, you know what? Not so bad. I changed my mind on the Jewish people. How come Kanye didn't <laughs> didn't recognize the Ben Stein drip? Oh, excellent point. Like, I don't understand. There's so many fantastic examples besides Just Jonah Hill and 21 and, Jump yeah, Street. Figure it out, yeah. Kanye. Come on. So, little, little Dicky? Oh, little Dicky. Yeah, come on, man. So <laughs> that's the first one I pulled out of my head. That's the, good. It's not the best one. Well, it's better, but you know, sort of a baseball so, field. Have you ever watched Sandy Koufax pitch? It's, Come on, <laughs> where, where's Come Kyrie? On, Kanye? <laughs> so where's Kyrie going in the offseason? Is my my question. Oh, got away. Hopefully, yeah. Who's going to take him? I don't know. Like, what owner out there in the NBA is just like, you know what? I think I can I can fix this. I, there just isn't one, right? Like, no. There's not a team that's like this will benefit me. There's not a. Yeah. And if you take yeah. his money, split it in half, and give it to two yeah. dudes or three quarters as good as him, that's a better squad. Yeah. It's just an overall better squad. And you're talking about this 11th thing. Now we're gonna end up with some weird collusion stuff. Did you tell me like draft picks and lotteries are weird? So hold on, they have uh, a draft pick that they traded that's top 10 protected. So if they're one of the worst 10 teams in the league, which they're about to be, yeah. right. their top 10 pick is protected. So they're going to bench Luka and bench Kyrie to make sure, absolutely ensure that they lose to keep that top 10, top 10 pick because now their season's over. Wow. That's how bad Kyrie was. They were favorites to win the West. They were in now, the Western Conference Finals last year without Kyrie. They get Kyrie, and they get exponentially worse so bad that they're going to tank the rest of the season so they can get a draft pick. Is this 4D chess, though? Were they trying to keep the draft pick the whole time, and they knew that bringing in Kyrie would be the only way to assure that it was theirs? Well, <laughs> wow. they had to give up some stuff to get them, so yeah. I would say no. Yeah, maybe but, stuff they didn't want. Though. But still. They get a shiny new power forward or whatever. <laughs> yeah. like, Let's go, and then we get to, and then we get to be the team that walked away from Kyrie. You get to be the one that let him go. Oh, just release him. Yeah. No, nah, don't even seek compensation. That's how I Just feel. have I mean, him come here and wreck everything, and then let him go. I think that's a possibility at this point. I want for that. Right, I take, I take back what I said about Mark Cuban. This is kind of smart. <laughs> the whole thing's perfect. He's, he's turns he's, out he's a brilliant businessman. He's just sitting on the set of Shark Tank, just like, hmm, how do I do this? In perpetuity. <laughs> wow. You ever watch Shark Tank? Yeah. I'll take 90% of Kyrie Irving yeah. for a top 10 draft pick. Oh, man. You know the noise? Deal. Whenever they make the offer, the, yeah. they, I, I can't do it. You know what I'm talking I about. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. So there's like a little noise. When I make, know that Shark Tank exists. Use your words. You know, I know that Shark Tank exists, but I've never, like, watched it. Oh, it's oh, great. It's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. The one thing from it is that sponge with the smiley face. That's, like, the one thing that made it big. So, like, and they didn't even buy it. They were like, this ain't for us. Right. And then the guy, like, the you know what sponge smiley face I'm talking about? It's hard when it's dry. It's soft when it's wet. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. And then no. also the guy went on there with uh, the wine that already came in its own glass. Yeah. And then he famously turned them down. He Like, two different people wanted his, they wanted to do it, and he turned them down. The other one is the rings thing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The doorbell or whatever? Oh, and, I didn't And know then, that. yeah, Shaq ended up buying it or something, and then ended up selling again. It was just, 
Like Shark Tank's actually had some really cool stuff. You mean, on you it. mean Shaq that is like cutting his kids off as soon as, as soon as they turn eighteen? Is that real? Yeah. Yeah. He said they, he's like once they turn eighteen and move out, he's all they don't get any more help. But it's just Shaq <laughs> sitting out in front of a Walmart buying every kid that comes in a bike. Oh, and he's, yeah. like, he's like, I'm not here to help my own kids. He's making it rain on every single human being on the planet except for his own children. <laughs> they even asked him, like, one of his kids, like, wanted help, like, uh, for whatever career he had. And he said for, they wanted his influence. And he went, nope. <laughs> Today's I-9 varsity where we got back. The I-9 varsity of new New Mexico cities that we're going to name. We'll have to really set this one up to make it make Stoked. sense. Yeah. Zoom in on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Ton of people here at Isto's Park. Oh, my God. I'm so impressed. Good job, Albuquerque. All the, a lot of friends of the show coming up saying hi during the break. So that's really nice because um, just kind of the impact the program has had. Kind of neat. Kind of neat sometimes. You don't yeah. realize how significant it is. Yeah, well, I mean. You love nothing more than a bunch of attention. Yeah. And I'm glad you're getting it already from the friends of the show. That's my thing. A lot of knuckle bumps, a lot of high fives, yep. a lot of hugs, a lot of welcome backs. So I'm really in... excited to be back here. Oh, I'm yeah. really into knuckle stuff. Yeah. Whoa. A little two-knuckler. That's my thing. All right. Today's nice. I-9 Varsity, League <laughs> Office 280 at i9sports.com, 505-312-4999. The, what the Varsity is, if you're new to the show. If you're a new friend of the show, if you're Chris Burnett, yeah. is we take a topic throughout the program, and then we pick the varsity team of that topic. Okay. We're not okay. picking the JV team. Nope. We're not picking the B team. We're not picking the freshman squad. We're picking the varsity team. And today's I-9 varsity is the I-9 varsity of new New Mexico city names. So if new New Mexico, wait, if New Mexico was to have new cities, correct? what would their names be, boys? Yeah, this is a great idea, but a really hard segue. We're trying to do our best to explain it. Earlier in the show, we're talking about New Albuquerque and, like, people not knowing things about New Mexico. And here we are. Like, if there were to be newer cities than Rio Rancho, what would we we call them? All right, I will go go first, and I will let you know that the first one I'm going to go with is Bonanza. We would have Bonanza, New Mexico. That is my number one answer. Okay. Yeah. That's a strong one. Yes. Uh, This... In the cities of uh, New Mexico, if they were newer than Rio Rancho, I would name the capital, we're not expletive deleted Mexico, New Mexico. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's, that's very good. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Chris? Uh, I feel like we in, in our state, we haven't been very imaginative, imaginative mm. with our cities. Okay. Right. I grew up near a house, New Mexico, so I'm just going to go chair, New Mexico. Oh, oh yeah. chair. Are you just naming things that you're yeah. seeing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Why not? That's not so bad. <laughs> I mean, at, I feel like that's what they've done already. At all. I would name, like, a new city in New Mexico, I would name Gunsmoke. I think Ooh. that would be a good name for a city here in New Mexico. Okay. That's really strong work. Yeah. I like that a lot. There you go. Okay. Okay. So next on my list, you know, boys, I, I grew up in, I, born and raised right outside of Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, Texan by birth, New Mexican by choice. Right. Uh, when I did move to New Mexico, you might not, you might not have been there. I know you've been there to visit the beautiful caverns. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I, uh... My middle school and high school years were spent in Carlsbad, New Mexico. Right. And uh, it was really nice growing up there in my teenage years. Uh Uh-huh. But after that, it wasn't so great. So instead of Carlsbad, my new New Mexico City would be Carl's Good. Oh! That's that's the Missy Elliott that 
put my thing down, flip it, and reverse yeah. it. Long explanation for a short answer. Carl's good. Uh, I, I feel like we have a lot of historical names, but yeah. we haven't. We don't have like an Oppenheimer, New Mexico. There's a new movie coming oh, out. We can tie it into okay. the movie. You know, we we're the only state where we blew. Well, not the only one, but we blew ourselves up. <laughs> yes. Okay. On purpose. Yeah, on purpose. Now you guys are aware that NASA is sending people to the moon uh-huh. this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're also aware that Richard Virgin just filed bankruptcy on Virgin Rockets. I saw that. That's a shame. I would name a new city in New Did Mexico. Did you just call him Richard Virgin? Yes. Okay. I would name a new city in New Mexico the Honeymooners. Ooh. All right. I finally figured it out. Good job. I like your varsity today, buddy. I like your. I like your varsity today. It's a really good one. It's so smart and perfect. <laughs> I'm playing off popular 1950s television shows. I mean, we have a city called Truth or Consequences. Because we have a city called Truth or Consequences. It took me a second, but I like your I like your angle a lot. You can live and leave it to Beaver. Chris, Chris you mentioned uh, mm-hmm. Oppenheimer. We dropped a bomb on ourselves yeah. on purpose. And uh, when heat strikes sand it makes glass oh okay and glass is another term for methamphetamines Uh, okay and why i bring this up is because what everyone knows new mexico for is friggin breaking bad Mm -hmm. so why not just have a whole city dedicated to it so welcome to the newest city new mexico breaking bad new mexico not so bad chris uh i'm gonna throw this one out there i kind of went with you know an opposite we have Hope, New Mexico. Uh, Let's just go with Fail, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Despair, New Mexico. Just get it out of the way. Where are you oh. from? Fail? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also in the works for me, I love Lucy, New Mexico. Give me Jack Benny, New Mexico. I, there's just kind of like a lot of options here, boys. That could yeah. run, yeah. Just uh, see, I thought you were going with westerns at first, but then you're just yeah. like any '50s TV show. Okay, yeah, father, I got gotcha. you. Father gotcha. knows best, New Mexico. <laughs> Wheel of Fortune, New Mexico. Perry Mason, New Mexico. Gotcha. <laughs> These are all super. I hate Superman, New Mexico. That's fine. Why not? Yeah, I don't, don't even go with the city in it. No, no, not Metropolis, New Mexico. There's a Metropolis, Illinois. Have you guys ever been to this? No. So Metropolis, Illinois, is at the very like bottom tip of illinois it was just the tip it said just the tip of illinois Uh and the the town square has a giant superman erected just the tip of illinois in metropolis has a giant erected superman quit saying tip and erected in the same sentence please and it's like it's a guy liked it you into it chris It's right next to Paducah, Kentucky. Paducah! I feel like also we should just go ahead and throw our hat in the ring. We should have a Springfield, New Mexico. Let's just throw one of those out. Already got the isotopes. Got to catch up. Or how about just the parking lot and the grounds for the lab or Springfield, New Mexico? Yeah. Chris Burnett, we're cutting you loose to bring in Josh Sushan. Final thoughts on opening day? Uh, I'm just, man, this is really impressive as many people have come out. I don't know if it's for the free blanket. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's for the, pretty sure it's for the baseball. There we but go. I'm super excited. This is going to be amazing. Whenever we get back, voice of your Albuquerque Ice Phillips, Josh Sushan will join us. It's two men on 95.9 FM, nice. AM 610, the sports animal. Look at the real scary movie. Now face your fears. <laughs> this is nice. So, we're all gathered here today to pay our respects to not just the Mountain West, but those that represented it, the <laughs> fighting Aztecs of San Diego State 
University in their valiant effort in the national championship game against the Huskies of the University of Connecticut and representing the loss today, presenting a eulogy one Josh Sushan. Josh, welcome to the program. This is a day of celebration. It's a day of pride. I am still oozing with pride. The lack of sleep from the last four nights does not matter. You can play all your taps all you want. Uh-huh. It was an amazing run. Saturday was the best night of my perf- of my sporting life. And I am not the slightest bit sad whatsoever. Last night was the best night of your sporting life. No, Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Saturday was the best night oh, of my okay. sports life. No. Yes. I know you pretty well. What was better? We're friends outside of this thing. What was better? You have been privy to some of the best moments in professional baseball history with your time yes. in the Bay Area. I've been to, I've covered multiple Game 7 of World Series. Yes. I've covered Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I've covered All-Star Games. I, this is like my 20th-something opening night. I've lost track. Saturday, no exaggeration, no recency bias, was the best night of my sporting life. All Are right, you- I hope GM of the Isotopes, John Traub, is listening. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I hate when someone says a sporting moment is the best sporting moment of their life. Whenever it seems to me like everyone forgets about Game 6 of the 2011 World Series when David Freeze changed the course of the world. So here's the thing about, for me, I feel like college matters more to me because it's I love that. the first adult decision that I made in my life was where to go to college. Yeah. And the second adult decision and third adult decision and fourth in terms of where you're going to live and what your major is going to be and all of these things. So to me, that's why college means more to me than than professional sports as a fan and then to be around my friends from college from 30 years ago we're still buddies we're still hanging out the fact that we were able to like do all of this super fun stuff over the weekend and then i just randomly saw a whole bunch of other people like every time i looked somewhere i i ran into somebody who i knew and it was so special you you were just watching the game on your couch at home though right no (laughs) you went out you were there i was there it's like that i was there have you seen the video of my friends and I going nuts when Lamont Butler hits the shot? You get one night off a week. You get, over the course of a summer, 12 nights off a year. Yes. <laughs> and you took one to travel to Texas. Yes. To watch your alma mater play the national championship? Yes. You're living the dream, my guy. I am living the dream. I was like, oh, the prima donna play-by-play announcer does one baseball game, and he's like, oh, I need a day off now. <laughs> Going to drive three hours to go watch a basketball game. Need a day off. Seriously, shout-out to John Traub for allowing me to do so and to Mike Caps of Round Rock for allowing us to use his feet. Dude, that's a oh, dude. Oh, right what there. a dude. That's a dude. All right, what, what made you drink more? The win <laughs> in the Final Four. Or the loss in the championship? Actually, neither. Oh, come on. Neither. <laughs> Seriously, pretty much like was after the win in the semifinal game, I, I was like hyperventilating for like four hours. Like I couldn't possibly <laughs> drink. <laughs> like none of us knew what to do. We were like, do we, watch the, do we watch the second game? Do we go home? Do we go out? We had no idea what to do. So we just kept hugging each other and Aww. high-fiving random people. And then we'd find more people who we knew from college and we hugged them. And we all said the exact same thing. We all said, what was Lamont doing? And then, oh, yes, and then he made the shot. And then we all described again and again and again what, what, what we did in celebration. So it took me a long. And then once I finally did stop hyperventilating, I was like, I just need water and I need tea because I got to broadcast in like 20 minutes or whatever it was. <laughs> Obviously, the tough L. That was last night for your SX. But you're talking about Saturday night. You're talking about a 12-foot jumper or whatever it was there on the baseline adjacent 
That moment right before, Jay. Talk about, like, the tension in your body. Talk about the tension in the fan base. Talk about the silence that is not actually in the building, but you can't hear anything. So it's really strange watching a basketball game in a football stadium because even when you're in the, quote, 300 section, you're still really far away from the court. And uh, is it possible that our seats were in the 600 section and we moved our way down to the 300 section? And we ended up in the first row, and I swear I was screaming so much throughout the game that I was getting a headache, so I was hanging on to the railing, number one, so that I did not fall to my death <laughs> during the game because I started to get vertigo and dizzy every time I screamed. So I was literally holding on to this railing to make sure I didn't fall and because I was so nervous. And even in the timeout, my buddy first behind me, he's like, this is what we do. We do it all the time. We're going to get a stop. We're going to come down. We're going to get a shot. And we're going to go nuts. And I was like, okay. And we did it. Well, until last night. We're talking about Saturday. <laughs> we're talking about Saturday. I thought, that, I thought that we agreed we were going to spend 12 minutes talking about Saturday and 15 seconds talking about Monday and isotopes, whatever is left over in that time. <laughs> that sounds about right. That's... So uh, this is about the time we segue into the isotopes, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right, opening day. Everybody has their favorite thing about opening day. What is yours, Josh Sushan? Mm, I think it's just like seeing people that you haven't seen since September. And it, once again, like I feel like I've just been hugging everyone lately. I mean, Fred doesn't understand this because he doesn't like hugs. Van <laughs> is a hugger along with me. And so you see season ticket holders. You see coworkers. You, 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 you just hug people and you just say happy opening day. And it's the first time you smell green chili Philly at the ballpark. And the grass looks so green. And then you feel sorry for the poor girl working the snow cones over <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just all the sights and smells of opening day, and you know who? Eventually it's going to be warm again, and we're going to have a lot more fun. Fre Fred has gotten a lot of hugs against his will. You should see him <laughs> You should see him cringe. It's absolutely hilarious. When was your last sober hug Man. that you wanted to do? Your last sober hug that uh, you wanted to do? Me, Michelle Montoya walked up to me earlier and hugged me, and I'd go, like, I just have a moment where I'm like, I'm from the Midwest. Like, I don't, like, I just don't, you boys know I don't hug. Like it's like I'm a, a hugger. No, I'm like a handshake and a shot and a beer. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I'm not interested. in Why this. not all of them? I, right. I, you're right. I know you guys are right. I know it's me. It's not everyone else. I'm just. And physically speaking, I'm gigantic. <laughs> like, where do I put my arm? Does it go around your neck? Does it go like I can't get underneath your arms? Like that's not going to ever happen. Josh, they got a brand new scoreboard out here in center field. It's kind of the, well, I mean, it's the signature piece now of the venue. Have they put your ugly mug up on that thing yet? <laughs> no, because we don't want to ruin it. We don't want to break it. The oh, but you're so handsome, Josh. Look how you're dressed today. You got your opening day gear, you're in your suit, and you got your San Diego State colors with your matching bow tie and pocket square. I believe those uh, in the industry are called second place colors. Oh, wow. A little two PCs? Yeah, little two PCs. Little two PCs. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but but you got all these venues around the country. You broadcasted at what's a real number? Fifty stadiums, maybe, maybe more. Probably higher. Probably I mean, higher. Base, baseball alone, way more than fifty. Yeah. Okay. So hundred yeah. stadiums, yeah. maybe. You ever seen a bigger video board? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. It's. And the thing is, like, it's enormous. But then when it goes to all one screen, that's when you really go, "Oh my gosh!" That I said that to yeah. Van when we walked in. Yeah. I was like, I was like, when I first saw him building and putting it up, I was like, "This is the biggest." And when I walked in today, I was like, "Let's see a little small." Van's like, "It's segmented now with yeah, advertisements." It's, yes. It's like, There's what? 12 sections that are the biggest thing you've ever seen, <laughs> yeah. and they come together to be the biggest thing you've ever seen. It's pretty rad. What number opening day is this for you? 
Uh, so today, this is the exact 10-day anniversary of my first Isotopes broadcast. Let's go. Oh, love that. Did you go back and listen to it and just cringe? No, because I knew what I would cringe. Oh, it's like <laughs> that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you always want it. But it also goes to show, like, like the technology is, like, so much different than, mm-hmm. than now. I mean, we weren't on high-def cameras on MIOE TV back then, and now everything's super high-def and fancy. Yeah, it's cool. No, honestly, it's like a it's, – it's, no, it's a privilege, and I'm glad that I continue to do it, that, that I'm allowed to keep working here and that I love it just as much, if not more, than I did before. And, um, yeah, I'm just really fortunate. Great young players on this Albuquerque Isotopes team. Uh, I'm going to ask you the same question that we asked opening day starter Noah Davis earlier. Who's the guy that you've had your eye on so far, and you're like, he's not going to be an isotope for very long. He's going to be on the big club. Wow. Okay, so you know, when you, in order to answer that question, you kind of have to street. I mean, literally, it's probably a relief pitcher, right? Because, okay. Right, because yeah. that's who gets most called up likely, the most. Most likely, yeah. You know, but in terms of enjoy him while we have him i think for me it's brenton doyle now he might be here for four months he might be here the entire season right Right. Uh. because it's not like the rockies are in desperate need of outfielders and randall gritchard will be coming back within like the next month or so but brenton doyle is just the guy who you never know what he might do every game that you watch him so just enjoy him however long he is here for what who did noah say uh, Nolan Jones. Nolan Jones. Uh, he c- came out hot. Well, the yeah. weekend. Yeah. 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 Well, and speaking of. By the way, he's my interview for the pregame show. Oh, All right. Let's Perfect go. segue. Yes. When, you know, not just he and his personal performance, but the team's performance on the weekend, winning the opening series, yep. kind of being, like in a position where Pilo is like, we're going to win games, boys? Yeah. Like, this is a cool vibe. Well, so you think about whether it's the Rockies or the Isotopes, both have really struggled to win on the road. So to win two of three on the road, that's huge. To hit four home runs Friday and Sunday. Okay, we hit the most home runs in all of minor league baseball. Almost an entirely new team, but here we go. We're doing the same. But most important, zero home runs allowed Boom. in the first three games. Take that. And we gave up the most home runs in all of minor league baseball last year. Is, is Jordan Pacheco so good as a hitting coach that he could teach Van how to hit a home run? Is how he that dare good? you? <laughs> He's so good that he could teach you to get the ball out of the infield. hey you came in hot about San Diego State, so you're <laughs> yeah. getting it back. You can't saw So much with opening day there. love and hugs. It's over. <laughs> Boys, when I'm cold, I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. If I were to go down there, because it's a little chillers right yeah, now. It's a little chillers. It's a little chillers. The wind is blowing a little bit, but there are already thousands of Isotopes fans here. Mm-hmm. They're going to hear the crack of the bat. They're going to hear the national anthem. They're going to hear the organ. They're going to hear the whole thing. This is baseball at its finest on a chillers opening day. It's playoff weather. In April. (laughs) October baseball starts in April, baby. Let's go. Normally, we don't start till like April 10th. This is extremely unusual for us to be starting this soon. Final thoughts as you uh, lead into your broadcast today. Talk a little bit about the pregame, please, and then talk about uh, what fans can expect to hear from you all season long. First, I want to know that um, I want you guys to know that when the Essex win the national title next year, I hope that there's just as much excitement from you two as there was about the runner <laughs> Invite us this to year. the party. Hey, I've Come said, on out. I've said as, ad nauseum on this program how happy I am for yes. you on that run. <laughs> And I appreciate that, yes. Um, what they're going to hear from me is a guy who loves baseball, who loves what he's doing, and is going to do his best to tell you the stories of who these guys are so that you can get to know these guys. And I hope you just enjoy it. Yeah. And Nolan Jones, fun story about how he found out that he was traded from the Guardians to the Rockies. I always love finding out in the offseason where were you, like 
things happen in our careers, and it's because we made the decision that we were going to switch employers. Sure. When you're a professional baseball player, right. someone just calls you and says you have a new employer now, and you never know where you're going to be. Tease on where he was. Ooh, I like that. I like everything about well, Lucky he gets to be here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, playing for the Isotopes. He's a good dude. Yeah. yeah, you guys got to have him on. He's a fun yeah. guy. We'll make the effort. Well, yeah. And we'll be here on Friday, so we'll be here every – you'll be joining us every Friday in person, every home stand Friday right. in person, and then uh, throughout the course of the season. So we'll, we'll have a lot of Isotopes talk. We'll have a lot of Major League Baseball talk as well. Obviously, the UFC and WWE come together. Josh, I know you're a big expert in those things. Yep, yep. Isotopes <laughs> baseball coming up next. <laughs> Appreciate you guys coming out here and broadcasting live today and, and the Friday and all the isotopes talk that you guys do. I appreciate you. Oh, you know we love being here, and I uh, can't wait to hit this disconnect button so you can start your yes, pregame show. Yes, I'm going to run upstairs. And I can get a Teller Vodka, New Mexico <laughs> Let's vodka. go, everyone. Yeah. Band final, go Aztecs. Band's final words. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. But anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Chris, one last one. Oh, man. Uh Come out to the ballpark, guys. Come on. I like that. Good answer. Tyler, good job back at home. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.